is up? What is good? Sims and Lefko, and I I know that I'm the third coolest person in this room right now. That's all right. You're damn right. You're third. I know you're not first. Introduce him, Sims. Man, fucking Ice Cube is here. What, what <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I don't even know what to say. I'm like, I, I, I like that inch. I mean, that's one of the best ones I ever got. You know, fucking Ice Cube. Fucking <laughs> Ice Cube. Yes. I'm glad. I'm glad you that's liked awesome. it. Usually, it's a movie acting. Oh, oh yeah. Man. Hello. We're there's, not professional with that there's crap. There's no way to introduce Ice Cube. He's do. He's done too many things. The man, the you myth, the legend. Too much stuff. You. That's you, a good thing. I think it's a great thing. Yeah, yeah. Always it's a good working. Thing. Uh, we were. I'm like actually like nervous sitting here with you For because. Real? Well, I'm nervous in the fact of like. I mean, I know he's a busy man. He's got a million things to do. He's like, who are these two weird guys I'm sitting here talking to? And then we're making them listen to the intro. It's of, Rod Simba. Ro- that's what we wanted to ask you first. This is a, a, a loyal listener to the podcast who made yeah. that beat. It was pretty good, yeah, didn't you think? Yeah, it was dope. Yeah, I it mean, was. it definitely works for uh, a radio bit. Right. Sure. Perfect. Right. I for know. Sure. Thanks, kid. It's, it's, uh, it's cool. We got a good little bass. But... I didn't realize you have a, a Raiders anthem that you put out a few years ago. Yeah, yeah. You know, we put out a... Uh, you know, I love the Raiders. And Good, because that's what we're getting into today. So, you know, um, you know, they was they they needed one. You know, I was tired of hearing the same old thing. See, that never oh, gets tired oh. of me. I was it's always cool, jealous of Raiders fans because of the the autumn wind is a pirate. <laughs> yes. It's a Raider. Yeah, that that's that part is dope. But yes. You know, I was like, "Yo, they need they need some more flavor. Let's yeah. bring it up to date." Yes. And in it, you call yourself the president of Raider Nation. Are I am you the still president the president. Of, yes. Do you have a VP? I'm actually a dictator now. <laughs> I'm not the president. I'm like you run the whole uh, show. Yep, Cube um, Jong Un or something. Like that. You know <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying? So I am the dictator. That's but, that's but, awesome. Know. I mean, uh, they got a dictator running the football team now. He's my old my old head coach too. So that's yeah. where I'd like to start. I mean, Johnny Gruden back with the Raiders. Man. Yeah. If you yeah. have any questions about Gruden, this guy will fill you in. But yeah, tell me just your thoughts about him re you know rejoining the franchise and what it what it does to the fan base. And I you, mean, he, yeah. I mean, he's a great football mind. You know. uh a ten-year deal is scary, though. Right, you know, for real. If it don't go cool in the first two years, you're like, well, what Whoa. do we do now? Right. But um, hey, you know he's a great football mind. It's it's all about him connecting with this newer generation mm. and being able to get them to play hard for him. And so he, that's his job. But he knows the X's, the O's. He knows, you know, the three step drop, five yeah. step, seven step, whatever, twelve yeah. step. If you're being chased, <laughs> uh, so. Um, you know, I think he's a great football mind, and let's see if he can put it to work. That was a really good PC answer. Here's my question. If a coach yeah. left me and yeah. got traded and was yeah. feuding with Al Davis and then won a Super Bowl against my team, it would take me a little bit longer, I think, when he gets announced as the new guy to be like, I'm with you, I'm riding. Was it immediate, or was that weird because of all the stuff that happened? I mean, it's a little weird, but... If you look at all the other coaches we've had, you know, oh, it's kind of like, yeah. please come back and, yes. you know, somebody get us to the damn promised land, you guys to had the playoffs. This, it was like year, 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 and you knew it wasn't the guy every time. And then Del yeah. Rio, it felt like it was going to be. Yeah, it looked like it was I turning around. I thought Del Rio was the guy, you know. I thought him getting rid of Musgrave was a crazy, crazy. We didn't understand it. It like, makes no. It don't make Derek crazy it was, man it, sense. It was the beginning of the end, right there. It was, You're right. And uh, I don't know why. You know, I still would love to know. It can't be the fact that he had uh, Derek Carr still dropping back and throwing passes. No, but you're only up 
by I think eleven in that game. Yeah, it's against still Andrew like Luck. Nine minutes, eight minutes to go in the game. So it's not like you could just you could just you know sit on the ball. You had to still play and yes. be aggressive. Uh, so I, I don't see why. Yeah. Man, well, uh, I knew Gruden's different when he was like calling out Amari Cooper, and I was like, I didn't know people talked to Amari Cooper. I thought we just let that quiet guy stay in alone. Well, Gruden's yeah. amazing. He'll find the right way to blow Amari Cooper and do it the right way to make him like build him back up. And you're the man. This is awesome. Let's do this. But yeah, yeah we got to work on this too. Yeah, like he's not going to give him a free pass. But that's good. Yeah, because I think Amari needs work. Yes, I think he needs. There's something missing there that he needs to. Uh, he's to, so close to get it together and. Uh, and you know, be that guy we we know he can be every week. Yes, you know, not he can just, be one of the best receivers in football, and he should be. Doubt. Yeah, without a doubt. Where 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 as the president of the Raiders, he's fan a base, dictator. Sorry, yes. dictator. Um, your Highness, your Your Highness, your, your Royal excellency. Ice Cube, your Excellency. Yes. Um, uh, like, what do you think? Where, where, how? The, what's the Raiders fan base state of mind right now? I know, of course, we talked about Gruden, but of course, the Vegas thing it's is weird. the elephant in the room, and yeah. it, it is weird. I mean, they're pissed. Where are you at with that? I'm pissed too. Yeah, I would be. You too. know, because uh, they didn't come to L.A. That's why I'm pissed. <laughs> you were like, yeah, that's that should have been second but, choice. Yeah, you know, we're stuck with the uh, Chargers. <laughs> you know, we, we got the Chargers and we got the Clippers. <laughs> San Diego got to stop using L.A. as, like, a waste dump. <laughs> stop it. You've been using San Diego stop as it. AAA, it seems like. <laughs> yeah, they figure I'm, it out, and then they move up to L.A. And then they just, you know, muddy up our waters. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, um, Damn, the Lakers and Raiders. The Raiders? LeBron comes, the Raiders move to yeah, L.A. That, it could have been tight. Been You're from, I mean, South Central, right? LA, right? Yep, yeah. South Central LA. Which I want to get into all that, too, because, mm-hmm. yeah, of course, you're, you know, Boys in the Hood was like a staple of my growing that's why up I period. I started buttoning a stop button. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You got to <laughs> use like, OG. I'm tired of this Franklin Lakes, New Jersey <laughs> yeah, private yeah, school. Yeah, yeah, hell with that shit. Um, <laughs> but but uh, I forgot where I was going to go with that. Where the hell was I going to ask him? Well, you're talking South Central. You're talking oh, LA. So, wait, what? how did I... I the Raiders. How did you become a fan of them growing up in L.A. when the Rams were there? Of course, I mean, I guess it was, was it just the 70s Raiders got your attention, or was it when the Raiders moved to L.A. in the 80s to where you finally fully jumped on? Or? Well, they got my attention a little earlier. You know, I was actually a big Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Sure. Because you know, they were, when I got into football, they were winning the championships. Mm-hmm. So it was like Cowboys and, and then Steelers. And then... I realized L.A., we had a team, the Rams, so I tried to get into them. uh, But it was a situation where, you know, they weren't good, and they ended up moving to Anaheim uh, and playing in Anaheim, which is Orange County. Uh, You're not messing with And so I was like, yo, they left us. So I'm looking for a team, and then the Raiders, they go to the Super Bowl uh, and beat the Eagles. I know. Uh, in 1980. I'm an Eagles fan. Yeah. And yeah. I've always loved the Raiders, but my dad would always be like, you can't root for the Raiders because they ruined our dream in 80. That was like yeah. ingrained in the back of my mind. You know, that team was supposed to win the Super Bowl. The, the Eagles, Eagles team. Yeah, yeah. The Raiders yeah, they were the better team. Underdog. Everyone's right. always told me that the fact they beat the Cowboys, that was like their Super Bowl. Because what the uh, Cowboys represented. Yeah. And then you guys came out there. I think the Eagles partied a little bit. But you guys were Raiders, all over the That place. was the first wild card team, I believe, to win the Super yes, Bowl. it sure was. Yeah. So I ended up, you know, like getting into them. And then I, I started watching them and, and liking them. And they became my favorite team. And then my brother came and told me one day, like, 
guess who's moving to L.A.? And I'm like, who? The Raiders. I'm like, oh, there is a guy. <laughs> you know, we got Magic Johnson, and now we're going to get the Raiders. So um, that's how I just kind of became a fan and, you know, would, would just – you know, they they the only team to win a championship, to win a Super Bowl for Los Angeles. So I, you got to love them. Yeah. All right, so how are you going to handle it when it moves to Vegas? <laughs> Be on the first charter to Vegas, you know yeah, what I mean? You're not, you're not like abandoning ship or anything like that. Oh, no, because, you know, uh, I love Oakland. You know, uh, I think. They played in a prison, though. You know, oh, the stadium Col- sucks. Coliseum it's the worst. It is sucks. like maximum yeah. security. You know, um, I used to hate the locker room. I yeah, it's like it's the worst. Trust me. So I understand why they move. I, I don't understand why they can't get a stadium built right there. Like, mm-hmm. Tear that down. Mm. Build something new right there. So I don't understand what's going on, but. I got to fly anyway. You know what I mean? It's like, am I going to go an hour north right. or go an hour east? What, yeah. what am I going to do? You know, because I got to get on the plane anyway. It is and Vegas. It, it is Vegas. <laughs> so uh, I'm, 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 um, you know, upset I'm, for the for yeah. the, for the uh, Oakland fans, but I'm happy for the Vegas fans and and happy for me. Yeah. Late '80s, early '90s. What you guys were doing, uh, it changed everything. Late '80s, early '90s. Phil Sims was out there balling for the New York Giants. Mm-hmm. What did you think of Phil back then? Give it, keep it real too. Yeah, we call keep him it. Big Fucker. Yeah, Big. Yeah, fucker. no, no. I thought he was a, a good, solid quarterback. You know, he to me reminds me of what you, you know, if I open the dictionary to like quarterback. Yeah, right. Prototype. <laughs> yeah, right. A picture of Phil Sims. <laughs> Uh, a pop out, but uh, you know, I always thought he was a dog. You know what I mean? A dude who could win a championship. You know, you got to salute a, yes. a guy who can deal with Bill Parcells and 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 um and still not be bitter. You know what I'm saying? He's a dude who's who's uh to me a guy that's that's always carried himself like a champion, and um, he should. You know, because he. You know, he did great for the Giants. Thanks. Man. Big Phil's the man. Sims kind of was, Chris was, I was kind of like, man, I hope, he hate, I hope he hates Phil Sims. No, no, I don't have no hate for Phil Sims. Uh, uh, even though I like how he quarterback more than his His announcing? Yeah. <laughs> his announcing is a little... Uh, a little suspect? A little, a little you know... Company man, oh, down little the corny yeah, white guy. We tell no, him all little, the time <laughs> when he comes on this show, man. He's cursing us out. He's having a good time, and we're like, man, we want that Phil all the time. Yeah. All right, this is our favorite son. That's why we have his picture up. Yes. secure the bag, pay Odell his money. Uh, are you with us? Don't play, make him pay. Yeah, especially in football. Hell yes. yeah, right. Especially in football, you're dealing you with know? athletes all the time. You know that these guys get screwed. Yeah, they do. You know, um, and especially football players. You know, not having a guaranteed contract, uh, you know, and you could get injured. So you need to get paid. Yes. You know, as much as you can, fast as you can, as long as you can. Yeah, Hell I mean, yes. you can appreciate that as a businessman. too. Are you amazed? Because we are amazed at times the backlash, like, NFL players get about money. Yeah, tell your Carmelo thing. Well, yeah, I mean, nobody cares about Carmelo making $28 million and they want to make him the sixth man on the bench in Oklahoma City. Yeah. But here's Odell asking for 20 and like you said, it's football, it's dangerous, all that. And he's the most famous guy, the most famous in, the guy in the sport right now, other than maybe Brady and Rodgers. Yes. And people are like, oh, fuck Selfish. him, he should honor his contract. Nah, I mean, you know, whatever. If you outplay your contract, uh, you know, it's, it's nothing wrong with going in and asking yeah. for more. Um, and he deserves it. 
I mean, he's a good Ooh, football player. I just realized you could be really valuable. If Odell said, listen, not the best negotiator, I'm a little too nice. Ice, can you walk into the room for me and talk to Giants ownership? What would that be like? Um, I'll be, be the owner. It would be very simple. Very nice to meet you, Mr. Cube. Yeah, kill all that. <laughs> Check <laughs> this out. We got the numbers. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We got the, the star power. You know, the window is short for for guys uh, in in football to really uh, to earn and make it, and we got to do it, or he's not playing. Yeah, that's really period. all it comes down to. Period. Is, yeah. Period. And just walk out the room. I like that. Yeah, I mean, I think you know when you're negotiating, you got to be willing to walk away mm. before you even start. Right. Because if not, then you know you're just waiting to be drugged into a deal. So. You got to be willing to walk away. I actually love that advice. It is. So, Han, you have big three in your hat. You have big three in your wrist. I, you are big three. You yeah, have taken this on. Yes. And I, That's my new name now. I'm changing from Ice Cube to Big Three. <laughs> I can't imagine what it's like running a league and the amount of people that you deal with on a daily basis. But I will say that someone passed us along. You are you're going to be the first professional sports league to legalize the use of CBD for pain management. Yes. We've been asking for this in the NFL for a very long time. Are you drug testing in the big three yet? Yeah. Well, no, we're not drug good. testing. Good. Yet. Don't. Good. I have a lot of PR yeah. stuff. Let them do what they want to do. But CBD, it just seems like every other sports league should be doing this. So props to you, man. Thanks, man. You know, we, we definitely pride ourselves in changing the game. You know, we want to be progressive. Yes. For the right reasons. Yeah, not, right. Not just change, just to change. But when we see something that needs to be better or needs to be done better let's let's do it we you know we have a league where we can do that without making our game you know foreign or look you know like it it doesn't make sense so you know this to me is is the future yeah you know so why be late on the future when you can be early and so we wanted to be first to the party because we know this is the future and eventually all leagues will allow it. I have two. Uh, we do Lefko PR. My last name is Lefko, and I give advice to people. Can yeah. I give you two big three ideas? Yep. Ideas? Hell yeah. All right, we're going into week two. Yes. One thing I saw from week one, it yes. was everywhere. Mm-hmm. Kenyon Martin's mom. Okay? Ah, yeah. you got to fight between the players. One, mm-hmm. embrace that. Love <laughs> yes. that. It's perfect. <laughs> what if, first idea, you line the front row you sell forever tickets, but you put everyone's mom out there <laughs> because no one gets angrier than moms. You're right. I'm an Iverson fan. One of my favorite yeah. things was watching Iverson's mom during Go the crazy, game. Yeah. Put the moms out there. Let, mm. Come out there, grab an ear, punch somebody. Who knows what they're <laughs> going to do? Second idea. You know how everyone, there's like, you, it's a big three. You put a fourth seat on each bench, mm-hmm. and it's for a random fan. It's for a famous person, whoever they want to pick. But the other team gets to pick who's on their bench. So if you want to put someone annoying, like a Kevin Hart, a Gilbert <laughs> Godfrey, or— Just to break up their— Imagine in the finals if the Warriors sent one of those Tristan Thompson girls to sit on the Cavs bench. Oh, wow. That's crazy. <laughs> the, and it's like a distraction option for yeah. the other team. Well, that could get a little personal if they hey, go that far. Listen, hey, man, yeah. who are they going to pick that night? Tune hey, into the big three. Great TV. Let's do it. What do you, you like it? it? I like some of them. I like the moms on the uh, I like that, too. Because they, you know, moms they, trash talk. Have oh. you ever been to a Little League game? I mean, what? I'm my he's kids. experiencing man, this now. I see it. Parents are the worst. They're the worst. <laughs> They're the worst. I can't get over it. I'm like in shock. He hears me talk about it all the time because yep. I'm like, 
the kid's eight. He's not going to the pros yet. Relax, Dad. It's not that crucial. Exactly. Holy and, crap. And it's funny to hear, like, Kenyan mothers saying, what did I teach you? Forget that coach. What did I tell you? you know? <laughs> it's a grown man. Still listen to mom, though. Because you know, you know, that's how the parents be. Uh, Forget the coach. What did I, I told you how to cross over. Go do the cross over. I told you in the, in the yard. You're going to put up 40 or you're sleeping on the couch. Don't yeah. mess with mom. Yeah. I, I've learned that uh, through a number of players. All right, I want to have just like some fun questions. I mean, of course, your movie, Straight Out of Compton, that came out. I mean, I know it wasn't your movie, but it was about you guys and NWA yeah. and everything that went about it. It's mine. Yeah, it's yours, right? Mm-hmm. It is yours. Uh, it, uh, I'm well, just, no, you actually made it, He right? did make it, yes. Yeah, I, I know. Produced I know. It. Sorry. <laughs> But um, That's I'm fascinated, <laughs> of course, by everything. I mean, there's so many things I want to go here and I want to tie it into today and all the the police brutality and the issues mm-hmm. we're having in the NFL. But first, I just want to ask you fun questions about it. Just yeah. back in the day, how, you know, the movie, the parties, everything alike, as crazy as it seemed uh, in the movie and everything like that, or crazier. And you have to dial it Because for you growing up. This was like another world. This was, to me, I, I'm not, no joke to why I was yeah. so excited to see you today. Was not only is NWA my first like taste into gangster rap as the mm-hmm. white kid from Northern New Jersey, mm-hmm. but then Boys in the Hood was like my first like man that's fucked up how they treat black people in the hood. Yeah, and then um, of course just tying it all together with your movie, which was a great movie. I'm just yeah, I'm tempted. To, I just want to hear the, some of the stories all yeah, and just I how mean, crazy it was. It it was pretty wild, you yeah. know. It got pretty wild. Um, but we had fun through the whole thing. You know, that's what's, like, I guess what people trip off of, that we was in this whirlwind of controversy, but we were, we were having the time of our lives because yeah. it was better than what we was doing in, just in the hood, yeah. you know, hanging out, you know what I'm saying? So, And you were the it, ones making waves. Yeah. So it was great. And, and it's a trip because we never thought this music would get, see the light of day. Like, we made it just because we knew it would make us famous in our neighborhood. Like, right, right. The, all the homies is going to love this, right. this record. And, and so, so surprisingly, like, you know, great. It's like the gift that keeps on giving. Mm. You know, it's like publisher's clearinghouse or something. You know, it's like they come, and you got to check. Oh, every man. Month. And you get this every week. Yeah. And it's like, damn, yeah. this is great. And then the controversy come, and you have to grow up real fast because yeah. you have to, you have to understand yourself on this political stage and where you fit in and and what are all the politics that's that's going on in place. So you you end up growing up real quick and getting a real, you know. Is that when it made things tough on you guys? Like you know what I mean? Just as you guys personally, when did it get tough to where like? You know, you realize people were unhappy with the business dealings, or they wanted their side of this. You know, when, <laughs> when the right money come in, no Vaseline. Came yeah, out. it's like when the money come in. That's it. And yeah. the money come in. You know, it's like, wait a minute, what'd you get? Right. Wait, what'd you get? Uh huh. Why don't? Why I'm only getting this? And so now you're trying to catch up with your understanding of the business. Yes. And then some guys telling you about points and publishing and royalties, and you know, you're like. Sounds Man, like I just NFL want my money. Player. I just, I know I did as much as this dude. Yes. I need as much as he got, and it just don't work like that. So, that's when a lot of confusion comes in. It's when, it's when the business really like when the money come in, and yeah. everybody starts to cut it up, and people realize what they're really owed, and then that's when they like, huh? Yeah. So I really think Ice Cube just told the Julio Jones story. 
Like the money came in, Matt well, Ryan got a hundred million dollars. He goes, "Why am I getting half of Matt Ryan?" Yes, you know what I mean. Like that. Like as a human, you go, "Do you value me as much as him?" No, yes. then we got a problem. We got a problem. We got a problem. So that's really how it usually breaks down. Yeah, you know, it's usually when that money come in. Before the money, everything is cool. Oh, everything's amazing. Everything's great. Yeah, because you're like, we're going to make all this stuff. Yeah. All right, I have some uh, fan questions on Twitter. Uh, Grease Monkey asks, how many championships will it take for Gruden's tenure tenure to be considered successful? <laughs> I'll it, take one. Yeah, I was going to say. One and you're good. <laughs> Damn, yep. One. One, they'll do it. Yeah. I like that. Sostrowski, hey, Ice Cube, take it easy on these guys. I've listened since the beginning, and they are right. Thank you, Sostrowski. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, question, what game are you most excited for this season? Uh, let me bring up the schedule. Rams at Broncos at Dolphins, Browns at Chargers, Seahawks. I'm going to bind. My boy is the head coach of the 49ers, Ice, just so you know, too. I'm not interested in none of those games. Those are the first games of the year? This is the whole schedule. And who the Raiders are playing. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it's always cool to whoop up on the Broncos. Mm. Um, you know, them Seahawks is going to be tough. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I hate the Chiefs. Um, Do you have extra hate for the 49ers because they're in the Bay Area or anything nah, like that? No, nah, I love the 49ers. Yeah. I, I have no hate for the 49ers, but I'm circling Chiefs, this one. Chiefs, Broncos, hate. Week 14, Steelers. Oh, yeah, that's always a, you know, that's always a good like game. Uh, Steelers, Raiders. Yeah. Thing right there. You know, it's like. You know that's that's that goes way back. Like All Batman. Right. Did and you the guys Joker. smoke a lot of weed on Friday when you were like actually filming oh, on the, the show? Set. Yeah, on the set. Like, did you actually like? Would you ever do we scenes smoke. high? Like, do it that way? Uh, I can't. Yeah, do I've done. I've done. I've done scenes high. Yeah. In a movie where I'm supposed to be high. Yes. Yeah, right. You know, right. it's always no cool. I smoke it's, a blunt in the trailer. Just be me. Yeah, you know, <laughs> smoke a blunt in the trailer and come do it. But, <laughs> but uh, you know, it was weed smoke. You know. Uh, not on set. Yes, you know what I'm saying because this was our first movie, mm. and we just we were shooting it in the hood for 20 days, two million dollar budget. So Damn. we didn't know if like the LAPD was gonna pull up on us at any time and be like, "What what the hell's going on? Y'all, right? see, y'all shut down. Yes. Yeah, shut. And what do I smell here? Yeah, so yeah, yeah, you right. know, we was we was being cool on that movie, and we wanted to get it right. Uh, but you guys you nailed know, it. Next Friday, Friday after next, you know. Oh, next classics, man! Yeah. I actually went and I fell in love with Next Friday because it was just so ridiculous. <laughs> yes, and then I went back and watched Friday so many more times. But Next Friday was my jam. Uh, yeah. This one's Leon Batchley. Uh, to this point, with how many Raiders players have you smoked weed already? Also, N- none. If, none. Any famous Raiders players in history? No, I'm not gonna. You know, oh, that's called dry. Them. You could just snitching. say yes. That's called dry snitching. Yeah, so I'm not gonna dry snitch. Well, just let you know, I'm I'm willing to smoke weed with you anytime. Okay, <laughs> okay man, what you got here, just man? So Twist know, something. I, I got something here Twist too. Something, I do. Man. I you got know, it. Yep. Bleach report. Turn this into be a happy about that. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Yep. I got a story. So Jerry Rice <laughs> is 55 years old. Okay. And he said, I still feel like today, if I wanted to come back to football and play football, I could do it. I think I'm still explosive, and I think I can still beat up on some defenses. Damn. Do you think he can? No. I don't think so either. Hell, Jerry's mind is crazy. That's why he's Jerry. That's good. If you challenge Jerry. That's what you want, though. Yeah. You kind of want, like, you want those guys who, 
You know, you want Bill Russell saying, like, yo, I could still post that ass. <laughs> it's <laughs> a little saying? sad if he said the other thing. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's like, I'm done. <laughs> I'm, I'm old. I'm, yeah, I'm just old. And it's like, nah, man, because you still got that fire in your belly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Did you like so, Jerry Rice, the Raider? I did. Yeah. I, I didn't think they used him enough in the Super Bowl. Yeah, they mm. didn't. We lost that Super Bowl because of Bill Callahan. Exactly. Dumb dumb. How do you not change the damn signals and the audibles and all the things that <laughs> were taught to the offense by the old coach you're playing in the Super Bowl is still amazing. That to is mind boggling. It's mind boggling. When he said we're not doing anything different, yeah. I almost fell out of my chair Man. at that press conference. Once I learned the offense I can't I got drafted by the Bucks a few months after that. Yeah. So I came right after the Super Bowl. And once once I learned the story and all of that and just the, the talk around the locker room about the game, I was from that moment on, I've always been like, what the hell were the Raiders doing? Did they really the think hell? John Gruden wasn't going to teach Warren Sapp and Simeon Rice and Rondé Barber the checks and John Lynch? Like, mm. what? What? Well, yeah, what yeah. are you thinking? What were you thinking? And then it's you crazy. had the Barrett Robbins crap. And that yeah, was, that was, that was uh, the ice cream on yeah, the or, That was the worst. Cherry on the ice cream. That's what I was yeah. trying to say. All right, Raider homie. You have the best diss track of all time, No Vaseline. What did you think of Pusha T and Drake? Oh, it was good. You know, it's up there. Um, I think, you know, sometimes dudes go too far. Mm. And Pusha you know, T went too far, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah you go too far. Yeah. Do you think he went so too far, it, too? When you start talking about, like, kids. And your parents. Mothers. Yes, I agree. Wives. You're going too far. I agree. Straight up. Mm. And, you know, it's like. You know, you play football, and That's, those are no it's like somebody going in the stands after your moms right. or something. It's like, what? I'm right. on the field, man. Suit up and hit me. That's mm. right. And so it it's it went too far, and but you know, dissing is good for hip hop. It's good for the culture. It it's is so good. As long as it doesn't like turn into true real violence, right? right. It's cool. I think what was was so wild. You, I heard this. No Vaseline. You released it like six or seven months after they called you out, right? I don't know exact time, but I know that I ended up putting it on my next and record. Your next record yeah. and your album blew up and then you yeah. were solo. But the reason it's so funny to me is now six, seven months. If guys don't respond in like six, seven days, yes. it's, it's too long. Yes, yeah, too long. It's too long. Could so, you imagine that back then? Like it's I could. You know, I could see it. Uh but it's a whole new day with this social media. You know, if I if I told you back then that, you know, uh nineteen eighty eight I came and said, you know what? In the future, mm. uh, you would have to pay for water and music would be free. You look at me and say, man, you get the hell out of my face. <laughs> You're the right. Planet you come from. You're so right. It's a whole new world right now. That is that, that's a great way to put <laughs> yeah. it. All right. I'm going to try and do a social thing here. Okay. If, if you are Mr. Big Three, if you had to pick Big Three from the Raiders roster right now, who would you pick? Who is your big three on the current Raiders roster? Oh man, it's um, Derek Carr, yeah, Amari, right, okay. uh, and um, Khalil. Yeah, Khalil, Matt. Yeah. That's the big three. That's so the on, big the, three. on the big three, Mount Rushmore, the Raiders. Those are the three on the team. That's a big time for, big for three. Twenty eighteen Raiders. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. What about all time? All time. Oh my God, you got to go. I mean, I love. There's so many yes. damn players. I, I mean, like, you want to go Lester the Molester. Oh, I mean, Lester Hayes is one of my favorite Raiders I, I, I of got, all time. I got Jack Tatum. Okay. You know, he's, yeah, that's he's definitely it. up there. Right. Uh, I got Kenny Stabler. Yeah. Mm. And, the uh, snake. Yeah. And, and uh, give me, uh, 
Hmm. Like John Madden, the white shirt. What's with the tie? Uh, give me, you know, man, Cliff had, Branch. I was gonna say Cliff Branch, yeah, twenty-one yeah, like in the old Branch. days. He's the man. Yeah. All right, so I don't know Cliff Branch. Cliff was twenty-one. He was their speedster, yeah. right? So Blitnikoff was like Johnny White guy receiver on the other side, and Branch was the guy that everybody Actually was scared pushed of. The defense oh, that back. they were like, oh shit, he's the one that ra- the Raiders go deep, and Al Davis likes to go deep. It was it was Branch yeah. that was the one that was doing that. Yes, yeah, he was the man. And, you know, Jim Plunkett. I what? Mean, oh, one of the most man. underrated yeah. quarterbacks ever. Marcus Allen. What? Yeah, man. Man. Yeah, you putting that thing come back to Marcus Allen, right? Yeah. What was that about? Well, it's all about him getting back in the fold, you know? Back in the Raider fold, man. Yeah, he needs to. You no, know, you know, it was an issue with him and Al. I think Al, that's when he lost Los Angeles is when he... You know, didn't play. That's great. That I wanted great. to see what he was yeah. going to do. What does it make you feel like? It gives me goosebumps. It does me too. I mean, me I'm, I'm like ready to go. Let's go play, guys. Yeah, it makes you ready for football. Man, it is amazing. That it's, horn. It's a powerful song. It really yeah. is. Just sit in it real Wait, quick. I know. So you have such a Southern <laughs> cow. That must have been tough for you to deal with that. Are you a USC fan? Like, do you root for them? Uh, I'm not big on colleges, yeah. you know. I'm, I'm in and out with, when it comes to college, right? You know, I'm not like I'm the oh, same. I gotta, way. I gotta go watch the college games, right? I agree yeah. with you. All right, last one, and then I want you to do some more big three before we get out of here. Evil Jester O one uh, hashtag softball for Cube. Why are the Raiders the greatest team in NFL history? <laughs> because of the image. It's the image of football. It's it's that rough and tough image that you know they're trying to clean out of the game yeah we renegade love, yeah that we love so much that goes back as far as rugby mm. you know or when they played you know with the skull you know what i'm saying so when people died on the football field it goes back to those days so the raiders remind me of the essence of why we like football and they're the perfect team name perfect team colors Perfect logo for you know a football team. Yeah, I love it. I think that's... I got to ask him one more okay, question. Go for I it. feel guilty because you are Ice Cube and you have way bigger things to do other than talk to us. But I mean, th- like we talked <laughs> about a little earlier, just the state of our country right now and the yeah. way it's playing out in football with the social injustice and the kneeling anthem thing and, and Malcolm Jenkins and Malcolm Jenkins, up. right? And just mm. you know the players. Where do you where do you think this should go? Like. I am one, I am all for the cause, don't get yeah. me wrong, and I am um, not the biggest fan of our president, okay? Mm-hmm. But the other thing I would say is, I do look at it and going, the kneeling for the national anthem, I don't think we can win that fight, right? No. So where we have to find another way. I just would like to hear your two cents on the whole situation. Well, you know, I think, you know, kneeling and, and that whole thing, I knew that... It was going to get mixed up. It was going to get hijacked. Right. You know, once... Right. Colin Kaepernick connected police brutality with making a protest with the flag. I knew that, you know, the the, you know, kind of American, you know, that kind of American pride. Right. That bravado. False patriotism would override a lot of some some people is not false. You know, some people really into it. But you got to understand the essence of freedom yeah and the essence is you can do what you want to do when that anthem is playing Mm -hmm. and that's what that's the great thing about this country you don't have to stand 
You can lay down if you want to. You can go get you a beer. Right. You can you can go to the bathroom. Yep. You can uh, sit down. You can kneel. You know what I'm saying? And that to me is really what it's all about. It's not all about making everybody stand up and making everybody do something that they necessarily don't want to do because that's not freedom to me. So I believe NFL got it wrong. Um, you know, and, you know, it's getting to the point where do we need the national anthem at a sporting event? No. Why we can't just play? I know. It's what it you used know, to be. It's, it used, you know, it, what do you it's, guys it's do become so uh, 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 divisive. And, and, you know, so it's the big three is all about basketball. Yeah. We all about basketball. You come, you're going to see basketball. It's going to be no controversy yeah. over the flag. Trust me. Cool. Okay. This, I appreciate you sharing no, that. No, seriously, you're amazing. Thank this you. Friday, week two, it's going to be the United Center in Chicago. Uh, and then week three is going to be in Oakland, California, Oracle. Yes. So I'm sure you're excited about that one, oh, too. Yeah. We're going to have some Raider Nation up in there. <laughs> We're going to get some moms on the sideline. We're going to get some crazy <laughs> people on the bench. Yeah. Uh, what can we look forward to moving forward in the big three season? Congratulations on year two, by the way. Thank you. I, I think the guys are, are in better shape. They, they know what to expect now. So we're seeing the strategies come uh, into play. You know, we're seeing guys uh, really, really understanding that this is pro basketball and and you have to get yourself ready to play. And um, so we we got some new additions to the league, like Meta World Peace yep. and Baron Davis, Nate Robinson, Amari Stoudemire, uh, perfect. Carlos Those are Boozer. perfect. Yeah, and uh, Chris Man, Bird, Birdman, Birdman, Chris, Birdman. Chris Anderson. So, you know, they're new to the league, so they found out game one that, oh shit, yeah, <laughs> I need people to really are playing. Be in shape. Right, Nate Robinson's yeah. perfect because he'll fight anybody. Yeah. He's. I feel like that guy has had to prove himself his entire life, and people are still messing with him. Yeah, without a doubt. And you know, when he saw Rashad McCants come into the arena with that. Mask Joker mask. <laughs> Nate lost it. He's like, "What the? This dude really disrespecting the game." Yeah, and he just like he just took it upon himself to to teach Rashad a lesson. Man, uh, I hope that everything goes great with the big three this Thank season, you. and yeah, I hope luck, that man. Amari Cooper becomes the Joker. Yes. I hope that he comes out this year and we don't even recognize him. Yeah. As a Raiders fan, I think it's the best gift I can give you is that wish. Thank you, man. Yeah, we need some trash talking from you. Man. Hell yeah. yeah. We need AC. We need you to get busy. And back on the big three before I go, yeah, please, go just, just check us out on Facebook. Our first game is on Facebook Live. Oh, okay. nice. And, and games two through four are on Big Fox. So, uh, Big you, Fox? Big Fox. You can see us on wow. Big Fox this Friday. Okay. So uh, check us out. Uh, 8 o'clock Eastern for Big Fox, 7 o'clock Eastern uh, for Damn, you Facebook. Made, you made basic cable with with Big 3? That's an accomplishment. Yeah. I mean, you know, we, we, we took it from, you know, it's on FS1 most, yeah. most nights, but we got ha- almost half our nights on Big Fox. So. Man, that's, that's amazing. Awesome. Yeah, it is. Is gonna, that basic cable, Big Fox? I don't What is that? That's like that's above basic cable, I think. You think so? I, think I don't so. know. Fox, CBS, yeah, NBC. Yeah, if I, I have bunny ears, I, I feel guess. like I could get Big yeah. 3. Yeah, you can get yeah. Big 3. That's amazing. And yeah. if you ever need, like, guest commentary, uh, Sims and I are available. We'll no tap. problem. We'll chop it Let's up. Let's do it. Appreciate you, man. All right, thank you, man. Thank you, dude. All right, good to see you, man. Say what's up to your pops. I will. He's coming on next. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to tell him he's the second best guy we had on here today, though. No problem. Good luck, dude. Thanks, Be good. So Ice Cube just left. And I forgot I had this picture uh, of Ice Cube. 
that definitely goes in the room and now. And it's amazing. Right. And he was like, oh, let me sign that. And I was like, I didn't even think about that. So he wrote, stay up, Ice Cube. Yeah. Uh, we're decorating the walls. And this is 100% going up. Sorry, Bleach Report, we're stealing That's this. That's ours. Yep. Gonna, I'm going to put it in front of Odell. You were nervous. I was nervous. I, I mean, when you sent me the text that he was coming in yesterday, I was like genuinely excited. <laughs> Uh, because I just can I ask you about the time? Uh, so that's a, that's my problem. I can't even get my answers, my questions out with things Were like you that. Just stuttering all over the well, place. Well, I want to ask. I want to be like. I want to ask so many things behind the scenes and just like, what's he like? What's that guy like? What was this like? That's what I really want to do. Yeah. Uh, and I know that I can't bother him with all that. Why he's got limited time? But man, he was great. He was a. I like a truly. I hope I in, like said that the right way. He was a big part of my childhood. Yeah, he really was because because of NWA and like I said, Boys in the Hood. That was that's like an all timer for me because of what it stood for and some of the messages it put out there. I I don't think you're wrong. Yeah, I, I really think that that's what they always say about NWA is that it. People didn't realize that America was actually going to listen to that type of messaging mm-hmm. and music, and it it really took hold in white neighborhoods, yes. which is really crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, have but we th- ever? That's how influential they were. Have we ever had a greater transition in cool factor to go from this chair to have Ice Cube down to me? I, no. I feel biggest transition in the history of entertainment, right there. Stock yeah. stock right. market, two thousand eight. We went yeah, from true. That's what we went like. from Ice Cube <laughs> to Mother Hen. Yeah, it like, doesn't get much what? worse than that. that. I apologize to everyone out there. Um, do yeah. you want to drop a freestyle real quick? No, absolutely not. <laughs> Did you freestyle? Did you guys have a freestyle? No. Oh, okay. I'm not going to ask Ice Cube. Not gonna, it's like, yes. He's like, uh, no, I get paid for well, that. I mean, so I'm not going to. You think I'm just going to sit here and freestyle? Sims asked to smoke with him, but other than that, oh, perfect. All right, great. Sounds awesome. Yes. But I, I really think that wanted. helped in the bonding. I'm sure it did. I asked it Ice Cube does. afterwards, I was like, what is it like when you've done stuff for like 30 years and people ask you about old stuff? I go, is it annoying? Because I don't know. Yeah, I know. And he was like, no, it's actually cool because like all these memories pop up and I feel like I'm back in that time. Yeah. Just time itself is crazy, but he's he's done something in almost every decade. Yep. And now, I sincerely mean this, being a commissioner of a sports league, what? Yeah. The amount of time and energy, and that's nuts. No, he's, I'll be sitting back collecting he's checks. He's a driven human being. Yes. All right, so you want to call your dad? Yep. Uh, he says to call the house, guys, back right, there. so we're so going to call, call the house. house. Uh, that's another one. Yeah, so he actually he said give a, a shout-out to Big Phil. Oh, uh, I know. We'll Do tell they know him. each other? No, no, not at all. But he said that when you look up quarterback in the dictionary, Phil Sims is there. <laughs> Wasn't a big fan of his announcing. <laughs> did he offer his opinion? <laughs> no, he yeah, just said he, he was very, uh, what did he say? He was like, he's, uh, he was very, what, proper or square in or whatever the wor- In the words of Sims, real real Joe Company man. Ooh, yeah. a Joey Company man. Yeah. He sounds, yeah. You know those CBS Blazers. Yeah. By the way, that no Vaseline question I made Hello, that boys. Hey, Big hey, Phil. Well, well, hello, men. Yes, that's right. We are well, men. We are men that just interviewed uh, Ice Cube. Uh, Ice Phil. Cube. All yeah. right. What, what do you? you know? I, I would have loved to heard that man, what, or I what, will listen to it. What do you? What do you know about Ice Cube? I don't know much, but I know he probably thinks you two are two white square dudes. So that's, <laughs> that's. I think that's fair. Maybe. Yeah, okay. Maybe. Like, what the hell am I talking to these two for? Uh, I, did, I, did. I asked him. I said. I said, look. I said back then, NWA, late eighties, early nineties. You guys were everywhere. Late eighties, early nineties. Big Phil Sims was everywhere. And he said that. I said, what do you think about Phil Sims? He said, when you look up Big Phil in the dictionary, or at quarterback. quarterback in the dictionary, there's Big Phil dealing with Bill Parcells and winning Super Bowls. So he was very complimentary. Big oh, well, Phil. that's nice. Thank you. Good. Well, yeah. he's, he's cool, too. He's done it all. 
and um, he can say whatever he wants because he's made a lot of money. So if you don't like what he says, he can just tell you where to go. <laughs> Big Phil, what do you remember from NWA back when you were playing on the Giants? Oh, man, you know, um, we're definitely yeah. – it's like I- asking me about um, – I can't even come up with a good analogy. I was going to say something that I got in trouble for there, but um, <laughs> but do you remember how crazy it was? Fashion. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Do, do you remember how crazy it was back then, though? I remember they were like the president was talking about them and all that stuff. You know, Adam, my I got so many things in my head I can't really remember all, all of right. it. But if you want to refresh me with some of it, I maybe I could remember. Well, no. yeah, well, he's he's referring to because like NWA, you know, they were there were some controversial songs there, late eighties, early nineties against the police. Like, so Adams, I guess, wondering if he thought like, do you remember players playing it in the yeah, locker Joe, room, anything like that? Yeah. Oh, they, I'm sure they did, and I probably didn't realize course, it was I even wasn't them. Listening to the words, right? And uh, no, I don't remember, you know, being offended by it. I really can't remember that time when that was going on. So that was the late eighties. Yeah, that was the late late eighties, early nineties. I was hoping the early nineties. You know, I didn't think about anything but just what was happening with our football team. Yeah, so. that's damn right. You didn't. Uh, <laughs> what, who, who controlled the locker yeah, my room? My kids too. <laughs> who controlled the locker room music? Actually, in in the in the old days, do you that's know? That's a good question. I know I wasn't in control of it. Um, was it shoot. the D line? Did they usually have control of it, or? Well, you know, listen. It, it was probably. No, it wouldn't have been. It could have been a receiver that was, you know, in the weight room. Defensive linemen in certain groups, you know, they weren't groups that were going to stay in the weight room a long time. Right. So the offensive line surely wasn't in control of the music. Yeah. Because nobody wanted to hear what they wanted. Yeah, So right. I would say probably our wide receivers because, you know, they were the ones I played with, most of them were. Uh, great workers on the field in the weight room and all that. So they played the music, and you know I've told you this many times. They think they thought, you know, by the time I was in my thirties, oh, what's this song? Tell us the name of this one. Yeah, okay. Yeah, well, I, I think it's get funny. It right, I wasn't. I'd listen to music every once in a while on the way down the to the stadium and back and forth because you know mostly in my career, talk radio isn't what it is now. So in fact, until I think what the mid eighties. There was no sports talk radio. Right. I think WFAN here in New York came about when? 87, 86? Yeah, I think so. I think so, yes. You listen to sports radio in the locker room? He used to listen to Mike and the Mad Dog, I remember, on the way home because it was such a big thing. And I was like, man, my dad's listening to this. They're talking crap about him on the Giants right now. you would hear people talking crap about you on the radio and it was like the only thing in town? You talking to me? Yeah. Yeah, I'm talking to you. Say it again. Now, what's that? Oh my gosh! You don't. I know. Listen. Well, hell, you both were talking. You know, such a quarterback. I was saying you would drive home or be in a car and listening to Mike and the Mad Dog talking shit about you, like after a game. Well, of course not. <laughs> I'm not going to listen to anybody tell me what's good and bad and whatever. I didn't read it and I didn't listen to it. You didn't? I, I don't listen, believe you. If I listen to sports talk radio. As soon as they bring up the Giants, I'd turn it over. Yeah, right. Okay. You know? Right. And then there's many times I yeah. wouldn't even look at the newspapers. I might walk by and look out of the corner of my eye and go, oh, I didn't see much. I'm going to keep on walking. Yeah. And, you know, just and – I, and I was pretty good at it. And I could always tell who wrote a bad article about me after a game. Whenever I did my interviews, they would always kind of stand in the back of the pack and hoping I wouldn't look at them or call them out or something and say, you got a question? And, you know, every once in a while I'd have fun, i go, hey, it's okay. You don't have to hide back there, my man. You know, I yep. know what you wrote. 
said, don't worry about it. It's okay. You know, and they'd laugh. Oh, oh, Phil, you know, okay. You're so <laughs> gracious, Phil. Thank you so much. I, I, you, you know, another thing, Dad, I don't, and I know I never, I've never asked you this, and I know I've had to tell stories like this recently, so that's why I want to bring it up. As we were in the the music conversation there, who who was the, the, the baddest motherfucker in your locker room? Who did nobody want to mess with? Who was the ultimate, like... The, I know my guess. Well, I know, I know, but I don't What's think... What's your it, guess? My he, guess is LT. Okay. I think it's going to be Jim Burt. Oh, you'd be right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> who is this human? <laughs> Jim Burt was the nose tackle for the Giants. Built and he, like then, a dump truck. Yeah, and then he he went on to play for the 49ers in 89 and 90, and he won Super Bowls out there. He's the one that instigated the fight between my dad and Ronnie Lott yeah. after the Monday night game because right. he went up there and talked crap about dad and said dad said all these things about their defense to kind of get them motivated, and then dad and Ronnie had it out after the game. Yeah. Yeah. But so he was the guy. Right, I buckled my chin strap and said, "Hell, somebody's gonna swing. I'm ready." (laughs) (laughs) What? what, So, but he was the guy that nobody messed with in the locker room. You know, Jim was very flexible. He was, I don't know if he was in karate or all that stuff growing up, (laughs) judo. I mean, he had hands that were thicker than you you know. Put three hands on top of each other. That was his. Right. And if he grabs your any part of your body, you were dead. Right. And he was. He was one of the best two gappers technique guys in the NFL. And I would think and always said he would be the one of the best, if not the best, D-line coach in the National Football League, if that's what he decided to do. But, yep. you know, he's a businessman, went and did other things. But he was limber, those big hands of stones, and um, – he wasn't afraid of anybody, and he was notorious. I'm not going to spread any rumors, but I think he got in a few fights uh, over the years as he was a player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Even it was that... a good time to do it because nobody would report it. There were no cameras and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, Jim, to this day, I saw him um, Monday night at the All-Star game, the New Jersey High School All-Star game, and he's still got those hands. He is in unbelievable shape. And I don't think it would take much to this day to get him riled up and going. So Anybody out there that doesn't know Jim Bird, he was 64 on the 86 Giants. He's the guy that kills Joe Montana. You've seen the highlight oh, where yeah, Joe throws right. it and gets it killed. And then LT picks it off and runs it for pick six. But it's a famous highlight. You'd see it. It was a divisional playoff game, and he knocks Montana, Montana out of the game. He I asked that, Joe about it. It was right, one of the ones I, I brought that. up. Yeah, you said that's the hardest hit, and he, he, that, did, he and forgot said, about no, that. He forgot, and he was like, no, actually, the other Giants hit was the harder one. He's like, yeah. Leonard, Leonard Marshall was Leonard worse. Marshall. And I was like, oh, damn, you're right. I forgot about that. I couldn't see the one with Jim Burke coming on when it did. All I remember was when Jim hit him. Joe literally flew in the air. Yes. Because he was coming off of back surgery that season. He, he missed was. some of the part of the season, and he was extremely thin. And, um, you know, so... Man, playing on that turf, cold weather against our defense, I mean, oh, my gosh. It was a recipe for disaster, and it happened. And But the hit you're talking about is in the 1990 season uh, championship game yes. out in San Francisco, and Leonard Marshall was at midfield. Joe Montana ran out of the pocket, was outside the numbers, looking down the field, and I swear – I was almost going to yell, Joe, look out. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're hurt on the sidelines. And yeah, you're I just... was hurt on the sidelines. I mean, right. I, I could see it coming and going, oh, my oh my gosh. And Leonard, if he don't put his helmet into him, who knows what could have happened. But Joe, of course, did not come back in the game 
And this is a true story. I didn't ever listen, but they told me. Pat Summerall, the great voice. Yes. Well, we just got a report from the 49ers bench. Yeah. Joe Montana will not return. He has overall body aches. Yeah, everything. <laughs> the report on Montana is everything hurts. Oh, my gosh. That's what Joe. they said. But, uh, yeah, so those those are big hits. And then you, uh, But going back to the original story, yes, Jim Burt. That's yep. it. Okay. So uh, this week apparently is rookies buy things for their parents' week. I guess the paychecks first cleared. Uh, DJ Moore got his mom a Mercedes. Mm. Saquon got his mom a house. I'm seeing other houses. Wow. Uh, Phil, did you buy anything with your first paycheck for uh, for mom, dad? You uh, you hook him up with anything? Oh man, you know I'm embarrassed to tell you what I got. You know, I see my first year I made sixty thousand, then I made seventy thousand, then I made eighty thousand, then I made ninety thousand. So let's take some taxes out of that, spend a little money. Now what's left, Adam and my son Christopher? Yeah. Okay. But I bought him um what I guess my first biggest thing I did, I did have a car when I came to New Jersey. My dad lent me the money to buy a car. <laughs> so when I came up here, uh he asked, Could I send the car back? <laughs> to give it to my younger brother who was coming back from college or was whatever. I said, okay. So then I had to go look for a car. So that was like the first thing I did. But over the years. What would you buy? Um, what did I buy after I sent the car back? Yeah, Ferrari. I, I actually got a deal with a Cadillac dealer. Oh, so I and drove that's the when Phil Sims, the, Phil Sims promotion began. Yeah, right yeah, then. it was great. You know, and when things didn't go really well. I said, something's wrong with the car, gave it back to them, and they, they kind of like never gave me one back or whatever. I was like, you jerks. I, I like to say their name, but they're out of business. <laughs> you know, I, I had to give them a few tickets and stuff, and I was like, well, good. I didn't so like Phil anyway. Sims' yeah. top 10 draft pick, $60,000 as a rookie. Yeah. I mean, these guys well, are getting $60,000 from you know, There Nike. were guys on the team probably making, I don't know what the lowest was at the time. But you know there was guys making twenty, I think twenty five and thirty thousand. So Damn. you know every five thousand was a big deal back then. It really was. Jalen so. Ramsey said something about our boy Jimmy Garoppolo, aka Joe Montaning Bed, aka Jimmy GQ. Uh, Ramsey saying that Jimmy G should not have been on the top one hundred list. Saying not yet. What has he played? Five games. He has good potential. I think he's a good player. But in my experience, playing him. This is a little compliment to Kyle Shanahan. Yes. It was a lot of scheme stuff. It wasn't like he was dicing it up. It was a lot of scheme. One, Phil, do you agree with Ramsey, or do you think that uh, Garoppolo is a top 100 already? Well, first off, we make too much of this top 100 list. Who oh, it's on? crap. The players? Yeah, no, I know. We've, okay, we've, crapped, so we've crapped all over. Because yeah. they just go, oh, I don't know. Let's, let me, I can't even think of 100 guys in the league. Right, and I'm half of them don't even watch the other half during but the year. What about no his, right. what about his criticism? Right I don't know how they do it. Yeah. What do you think about his take, though, that Garoppolo is mainly Shanahan's scheme at this well, point? Well, look, when they played the Jacksonville Jaguars, um, we knew this. Schemed. Yeah, we knew. <laughs> me and Dad knew this was going to happen. We oh talked about gosh. it. I mean, Fullbacks. I mean, it, it was great. I mean, they had all the plays to beat to beat that defense. Kyle Shanahan knows it very well. Had had great success with it. Um, with he, the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, he was practicing against, against it in Atlanta. He was practicing yeah, he against it in Forty Niners. Yeah, and he had all the beaters in there, and they all worked. And Jalen Ramsey is right. And, you know, he's right, too. 
that Jimmy Garoppolo should not have been in one of the top 100 players in the league. Come agreed. On. Agreed. Five games? I mean, so all that shows you something. I love this. And we make such a big deal. And it's on TV. And I know we need something to talk about. But talk about something a little better than, oh, who's the top 100 players? I mean, Christopher, Adam, you should see Pro Bowl voting, how that works. Yeah, I know. Okay. I know. So, what yeah. do you mean? Well, the well, players, the players, even when they do that, they're kind of coolest. I, mean, he, that's, I think that's what you're referring to, right? Sure. Let's yeah, that see. means well, half the team linebacker. is literally going to oh, go I don't like. Know. I don't even know a linebacker right. in the NFL. Oh, I just write Ray Lewis. He retired. Oh, he doesn't play anymore? Yeah, Shoot. exactly. You're right. Or they ask, but you're right. I mean, I, I can remember filling out Pro Bowl ballots and defensive guys going like, you know, I, I haven't seen him. Who, who would you vote for, Chris? Who, you know, so that's how it goes down. So you're going to tell me the Bucks were very accurate that year in Pro Bowl. Well, no, no. You know my thought about what Derek Brooks. Derek Brooks would fall into the uh, Ray Lewis thing, right? Where he, he would get voted even when he, he was didn't Derek Brooks. It. And Derek Brooks, Hall of Famer. We know that. He's Clay the man. Matthews. But he was literally the worst player in our defense one year. Like, the worst. And I'm not trying to be a jerk. Like he was the worst player on the defense, and everybody on the team knew it. And he went to the Pro Bowl, and then ended up getting two tip passes that he caught for interceptions, and became the MVP of the Pro Bowl. <laughs> it's called hey, the universe. Hey, it, it's well. Listen, you know we've had this discussion. I had it uh, on a radio station about the Hall of Fame. I want to want to get into it and all that. And I think we probably did it already. And who votes? But I want to be a voter for the Pro Football Writers Hall of Fame. That's, That's what I want to yeah, be. I've been saying that, Dad. That's yeah, I, I, I can have. read. I, I can I read and write. Yeah, but I've good. been using it with some other interviews. I just don't talk just strictly to you guys. Oh. You know, yeah, and I'm. You know well, what, we, Phil? We, we I'm getting we, real yeah. sick and tired of going. <laughs> Phil Sims says to local New York reporter, "Hey, OBJ. Hey, Odell. <laughs> it's literally all we talk about Pay here. Pay that Phil. man his money. You're, yeah, you're stealing it. And you're using rounders quotes. I don't like it, Phil." Pay that money. That pay that man his money. He beat me fair and square. Pay that man his hey, money. Hey, Dad, you know what? One thing I, I'm gonna I want both of you to hear this. When he talked about the Joe Montana, he was gonna yell, "Watch out!" Yeah, I did that once in a game to the other team's quarterback. Oh wow! Jake Del Home, Carolina Panthers, big third down. We're winning in Carolina. I had always great thought, rivalry at the time. I had always thought, what happened if I yelled "Watch out" and the other quarterback could hear me in a little dead spot? Right. I don't know this. Of course, I have no confirmation. But I promise you, it yeah, was yeah, a big Jake. third down, and I yelled "Watch out, Jake!" <laughs> and I'm telling you, the mother ever flinched. And looked around and ended up throwing an incompletion. And I always, I never told anybody that. It's the first time I ever told that time story. Time out. Was he in trouble or did you just yell it? I just yelled it. Nobody around him. But he <laughs> he buckled for a second and looked behind him and oh then threw an God. incompletion. And I just I never have told anybody that story. But I always thought that's what opposing teams should do every now and then. Yell that you stuff. Because co- quarterbacks can hear that crap. It's yeah. weird how your senses. Yeah. You got the right angle all that. Oh, man, I used to do all that stuff. Run to the line of scrimmage real quick, and Oates would act like he goes, well, what's the snap count? I said, it's, it's, it's her sound. You know, you gone. You know, and everybody would hear me. I go, hey, I'd yell, road, they'd jump off, and Bart, look, Bart Oates and I would look at each other and just start laughing. They got it. worked every time. And it was great. Yeah. And, and, and all like hustles to the line of scrimmage, like we had to run the ball, but running out of time. And, you know, we we're never going to run a play. And they all give them the hard count. And, and then we did the old have the guard. Well, Phil, I forgot the snap count. But uh, it's Tuesday, Tuesday. You know, right. of course, everybody knows that's two. Right. So, you know, we tried all that stuff. I went up, 
in practice one day and did not get under the center. You know, I was looking around. I had my hands on my knee, looking around. I said, Green 88, Green 88 said, and I made a real loud snap count. I took off, you know, to the right side like I was going in motion. And, of course, the defense jumped off sides. And Parcells just started screaming at me. I said, Bill, I just want to do it. This is legal. We need, I can use this in the game. Oh, you and all your tricks. Just try to do something right once. You know, we don't need no tricks. <laughs> and it, I thought it was, a, you know, it was awesome. Right. Quarterback going in motion, kind of looking around. All of a sudden, just take off. And, you know, of course, the other side's going to jump. Yeah, right. And he wouldn't let me do it. Yeah. Wow, that's what a sense. shock. Yeah, that's a shocker. Yeah, I just, yeah. I still, Peyton Manning's got the greatest one of all time with What's that. What's that? When he, it was the end of the half. And he looked over to the sideline like, I can't hear what you're doing. And everybody thought, like, oh, the play's stopping. And they snapped him the ball, and he got up and acted like, wait, what's going on? And he ran, started running towards the end zone like, man, we messed it up. And he was making all these, and he was trying to run for a touchdown. The clock was running, and somebody tackled him and realized it. Uh, but do you remember this at all? To me, I don't remember that. I don't he, remember that either. He, I gotta, the Dan, I'll look the it Dan up. Marino fake spike sure. and, this, and the Ben Roethlisberger fake spike against the the Cowboys in the regular season were both great. Yes. But you're telling me Peyton sold it. Peyton sold it like he got snapped the ball and he wasn't supposed to get to snap the ball. And everybody started and everybody, standing up. And he looked at the sidelines with his hands up and he, you know, giving his old, like, you know how Peyton does his old, oh, yeah, oh shucks, yeah. jolly gee, George, oh gosh. And he started doing that, but he was running towards the locker room like the half was over, but the snap was going and he was running and finally somebody tackled him just before he got there. You know, the one thing about the fake Dan Marino spike. Yeah. I don't know who Mark Ingram caught the touchdown, but the corner was not fooled. It was Aaron Glenn, and he was not fooled at he all. Was not at right. all. Yeah. So you yeah. know they make such a he didn't get fooled. It was just a little back shoulder throw that Aaron Glenn couldn't get to. But he did not fall asleep. He was ready, and he just couldn't make the play. But let's don't let that get in the way of it. He fooled the defense. Yeah, well, I know. It's the first time I guess anybody ever really did it that way, right? So, yeah, that's true, too. Yeah. All right, so, cool, uh, so, Phil, gambling is legal, and we have, uh, if you know, you know, 2018 regular season MVP odds are in. Uh, I have the list in front of me. The first 17 guys that are predicted to possibly win MVP are all quarterbacks. Wow, Jeez, really? That's stupid. The first 17 from Rodgers at 13 to 2 all the way to Stafford at 30 to 1, which let me be honest, great odds for Matt Stafford. Um I'm going to read out some names and you tell me well, who, first off, who should be at the top, Phil? Who are your top 3 guys for MVP for next season? Oh my gosh, this is such a Let me say this. Some defensive player would have to set the sack record and score 14 touchdowns before they'll give it to a defensive player. That's yeah. what that's the top into. defensive yeah. guy that I see here is J.J. Watt, and he's at 100-1. to And hasn't played in two years, but okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, he's, Aaron he, Donald is, right. like, goes to camp and gets a contract. Um, man, I'd have his butt up there high because, boy, Wade Phillips, he's, he's probably on vacation sitting somewhere right now. I don't know if he drinks or not. And he goes, honey, let's go out dance tonight because I'm going to have a hell of a year. You know, it'll be good. And Wade Phillips is like a great dancer, too. So, you know, it's, he probably is does it? go out and dance. But uh, what was the question? I forgot. Yeah. Well, I didn't so, even ask you yet. So well, go ahead. No, the, no, the, damn question. Let's go. No, there was a question. It was who should be at the top of the MVP. Oh, my gosh. Who's well, Rodgers, Russell Wilson. Okay. Russell Wilson's no, at 15 win, to yeah. 1. It's not, he's not going to win it. Oh. Then who how, is, how could though? their team cannot be 
how can Seattle be uh, a 12-win team? Aaron Rodgers yes. is at thirteen to two. Brady's at seven to one. Wentz is at nineteen to two. Then it goes Breeze. At eleven is Jared Goff at twenty-two to one. That's insane. Uh, and we have a tie at sixty-six to one. Right. This is much further down the list. The two guys at sixty-six to one. Phil, are you ready? Yeah. Chris, are you ready? Ready. Alvin Kamara at sixty-six to one. Okay. No question. No show. No chance. Okay. Blake Bortles no at sixty six to one. Wow, those are the two. Bo- Alvin Kamara and Blake Bortles have an equal chance of winning MVP yeah, in they Vegas. Can't do it. There's just no way. There's no way. But I'll yeah, tell but you just who, think about okay, that. I'll tell you who I like at that list. Okay, and I'll tell you their odds. I'll okay. get to you in a second. You'll tell me I'm wrong. No, no, no. no, 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 no. I'm Sorry. excited. Oh, I say Drew Brees. Drew Brees coming in at number four yeah. at fifteen to one. Yeah, I think they're going to be good. Right. And team, I mean, boy, just think. You know, they were out of nowhere last year. I picked them as my dark horse to go to the Super Bowl. And and I did it on Showtime, the opening show. And everybody thought I was an idiot. And yeah, I, you're, no, sorry. You're, you're I got it. I got it first. Yeah, we, we know that you stole. Deep too, so there you go. You st- it was an doubt. We know that you stole that from Chris, but it's okay. <laughs> Anybody else, Phil? No, Anybody? no, I didn't steal it from Christopher. We might have talked about it, but I knew the Saints lost mm. miracle games no. the year before. No, no, no. I he watched them last no. year in preseason. We don't yeah, believe yeah, you. No. Wait, he did not steal them from me. He did not. These are things that Dad and I, Dad watches film like me. I mean, we've been conversation. I know you are. I know. But I watched the preseason games. I go, oh, my right. God. And one thing they're going to be, they might not be any good, but Sean Payton is making them. I mean, did you watch their preseason game they last were, year? They were killing people. They were, they, it, they were like you couldn't even watch them. He just lined up, and let's all get inside the hashes, and I'm just going to run it up the middle every play. Yeah. All right, so he was who just else? trying to send a message, make everybody tough, get a, their culture going, and it, did, it finally carried over for him in the season. Phil, who else for MVP? Anyone else other than Drew Brees? No, man. Okay. Who comes to my mind after that? You know, of course, Tom Brady. I'm not going to say Tom Brady no. in the usuals. You know, Mike Pettin being the defensive coordinator in Green Bay, mm-hmm. man, listen, he is a no-nonsense, get-in-your-face, and he is almost like a coach. If you, he, no, nah, I don't know. Like, if you talk back to him, he might fight you. Yeah, right. And, he, and I'll tell you what, I wouldn't want to fight him. No. Nope. Because <laughs> he is, well, so, I just say he's big-boned is the kind of word, the way to say it yeah. and everything. But, you know, Green Bay – you know, a little better maybe on defense, some young guys, but he's creative. He's, he teaches them to be really tough, and maybe that could give that Green Bay offense a better chance. And then, you know, Aaron Rodgers could have a much greater chance of, of winning the MVP. Right. So that would be, boy, I don't know if it's a dark horse, but I think Aaron Rodgers' chances of being the MVP this year Aaron are Rodgers really is, than they have been the last few. I know everybody. Yeah, I know. Everybody thinks, he should, everybody thinks he should be the guy every year because they don't. It's you know they, they just see Aaron Rodgers and they think, oh, okay, he should be in the MVP. They don't realize he has no help. Any uh, names stick out to you, Chris? Well, I, I mean, I'm just amazed. I am amazed. I mean, it's just we've put the quarterback on such a pedestal. It's absolutely disgusting. I just don't even know what to, to begin. I mean, the top 17 guys: Le'Veon Bell and Todd Gurley are 18, 19. David oh Johnson's yeah, 19. How could Le'Veon 
Le'Veon Bell not be in the top ten. Right. Yeah, Le'Veon I mean, Bell is forty to one and sits at the eighteenth most likely. And how can Todd Gurley not be? I mean, Todd Man. Gurley is the best player on the Rams. Last offense. year, when it came down to the finalists for the MVP, yes. it was Tom Brady, Carson Wentz, Le'Veon Bell, right. Antonio Brown, Todd Gurley. Not even Le'Veon Bell. Antonio Brown, Todd Gurley. Yeah. Two of the four were non-quarterbacks. Hey, right. you know, listen, Christopher, you said no way. Let me tell you, another year, Jared Goff, with that offense and everything that's going on. Uh, excuse me one second. Yeah, pick it up. Yeah, no, I'm not going to pick it up. It's no, the, I know. It's you, the skin you, doctor. Hell, I don't want to talk to them. I know what you're going to say. Yeah, I mean, you're saying, yeah, there's a chance he could win it. I know. but Absolutely. I, yeah, I, mean, I will just, be public enemy number one on that one. I can promise you that. Well, I got you. Yeah. But, um, man. You yeah, know, I know. You're right. Uh, you know, people say to me all the time the contracts and I said you know the contracts are actually getting they're getting so big now I am getting a little jealous uh, <laughs> but but they always ask me all these things I said you know I'm jealous of the fact that what we know now how to take care of our bodies and all that but I said really what makes me more jealous than anything is the control that quarterbacks have with their offenses now yeah. and all the quarterback or the coordinators that you can be mediocre and you're gonna do, you're gonna end up looking like a star because they're so good, so creative, and they just keep giving you stuff. Where, all right, throw this one left-handed if you want; it won't matter. He's gonna be wide open. Right. And that is not an exaggeration. And there is, you know, I've told y'all this. Bill Cower, we laughed before the draft, talking about the quarterbacks. I said to him, "Damn, I, I think the coordinator might be more important than the." quarterback and he thought and he goes <laughs> you see how he laughs i think you're right <laughs> and so you know these court and there is such a discrepancy in the top group to the next group in the nfl and that's why it just hey coaching is really important and that's why so many teams don't have a chance to win win big time yep love you phil all right hey adam i'm glad we let you talk a little today man i miss hearing your voice do you yeah, I do. You know, so, you got to come up. Um, I am. That's actually what I was going to bring up. One weekend this summer here. So me um, and Chris have been talking. Uh, he might come up July 4th, he yeah, was talking I'm, about. Uh, Phil, I'm, I want to drink some, some brews with you. I want to hang out. I want to hear stories. I know, but stories. July 4th, you know. Adam, Maybe not July 4th. I really, I, I swear to you, I, I don't like to curse, but I am going to look like a horse's ass on July 4th. Why? Because I and have to get some things done. Well, I mean, it's all right. We're not. We're not. He's not taking pictures of you to be in GQ magazine that yeah, day. Yeah, like, honestly, he, Phil. Like, if you look like the English patient you and your head was wrapped, I wouldn't give a shit. I'm not there for your looks, pal. <laughs> what did you say, Christopher? I said he's not putting you on GQ ma- magazine or trying to date you or anything. Don't worry. Yeah, I know, but you know, yeah. I got a little pride, son. I know. I know. Okay. All right, you know. we'll figure it out. He's gonna. He's coming up at some point here in the next few yeah, weeks. Yeah, we'll I, definitely I, get it done if it perfect. has to be July fourth. No, but it doesn't you know, have to be. My grill's not going to be ready, which is just all right. Oh fine. I just I need to scout for the draft party next year. I need to see if it's going to be able to hold all those people. <laughs> hey, brother, when you see the setup, you're going to go, "Oh my God, yeah." So don't worry. All right, we'll take everybody you on know, Instagram. I, I don't, you know, I can't do much of anything. But one thing, my yard and my lake and all that, you know. Yep. Hey, look, you mess with us, you come up here, we'll throw your butt in the lake, and it's loaded with snapping turtles. So we'll just say <laughs> good luck. <laughs> So, All right, there Dad. you go. You guys have a great day. See you, you Dad. too, Phil. All right, man. See ya. Be good.
<laughs> yeah, there's not many people that can go. Oh yeah, my house is cool. You're gonna love my lake. <laughs> the best. Well, it's got a great house. It's, it's uh, my junior year in college. They got this piece of property. This older woman that lived in our town did not want to sell it to contractors. And my dad said, "I promise you." That's I- why the back is so big. Well, it's, it's a big. Yeah, it's 25 acres. Dang. He's got the lake, but she, he goes, "I promise you, I'm gonna knock down your house and I'm gonna build myself a house and I won't put anything else on this. Is not gonna become like a cul-de-sac with 30 houses on it." And she said, "Okay, then I'll sell it to you." You can uh, trust me, or my name's not Phil. Got Sims. a great house. The one thing this is this is what it made me think of. We used to have. I've told you about the Hooper, right? That we had there like a few years ago. Does anybody know what a Hooper is? No idea. Hooper is a swan, but they're really from uh, England. They have yellow beaks instead of the pink beak. They right? look very regal. They're very regal, but they're ultra aggressive. And my family got into like, oh, we have this lake. Let's save swans who were like broken wings or whatever. And they started doing that. And then they got they had a swan, few swans here. Then they got this hooper, and this hooper was just the I mean OG NWA Ice Cube gangster. Okay, I mean he really was. Where where did they get it from? From they, England? No, they got it from like it's like wildlife centers okay. around the area, yep. whatever, something like that. You yep. know what I mean? To where they needed to help, and my mom was like, I knew the woman. She's like, Oh, we'll take them on our lake, sure. And so this thing ran all the other swans off the lake, and they just left because they were he it was nonstop. All he did was patrol the lake and try to bite everybody. But then the lake wasn't enough. He decided the Sims backyard is my territory too. And my the big fucker, we're talking big Phil Sims. I just try to picture this for a second. I'm imagining him trying to punch the Hooper in well, the Well, I punched it because the things <laughs> stood up to Charlotte and bit Charlotte once to where I had to kick it like and didn't hurt it because, uh, but I just For had to be a family like, that loves animals. They sure do punch and yeah. kick them a lot. Well, I, what other ones have <laughs> you? Right, the dog, my dad's dog. <laughs> but so, so either way, either way. But this thing's becoming a nuisance to the fact where I can't let my kids go in the backyard. So what did Big Phil do? So Big Phil one day, this thing is always on patrol now. It's gone extra aggressive. This thing, when Big Phil was in his own swimming pool, this was his last straw. Got out of the lake. Walked over to the swimming pool, grabbed it by the neck, and attacked my dad while he was in the pool. My dad was having to swim underwater because this thing was on top of him with his neck under or whatever, just trying to bite him. They shoot their wings out like this. Whoa. And they can punch you. Right. That's what they did to Charlotte. That's why I had to get involved in one day because he started hitting Charlotte and bruised her. And I was like, damn, okay. So what did your dad do? Did Nothing. he grab the – I just imagine – He finally got out, I guess, somehow, some way. But it's just hilarious to think of Big Phil, 6'3", 250, running from a, a, a submarine swamp. under the water. Right. All right, so your boy Keyshawn Johnson has a comment about Jameis Winston. You want to mm. hear it? Yeah. When I saw the Jameis report, I thought, man, you just can't stay out of trouble. And there's something. And I'm not a doctor, nor do I plan on being, but there's something wrong with you. If this is in fact true, the fact that you keep coming up with some type of sexual behavior problems towards women, there's something wrong mentally. I don't care what anyone says. There's something wrong. What do you think? Do you think, do you echo Keyshawn's opinion there? Well, non, non-MD, non he would not have MD on his jersey? No, no, he would not, and neither would I. Um yeah, I think there's some troubling things here that, to me, would be there's something more to this. Uh, yeah, whether it's the way he looks at women or portrays them in his own mind, there's something there that 
uh, is troubling to me. There's certainly, yeah. I mean, there's like I said, there's no way to defend Jameis Winston anymore. NFL reaction is, oh man, we'll see if Ryan Fitzpatrick can handle those first three games. Yeah. Human reaction is, are they going to welcome him back in week four? Ooh, I have a, I, I, like, how is that fan base now that you have all this traction? You know, he's going to get booed when he runs on the field. Do you think so? I do. Yeah, I think I think this is enough. I don't think this is over yet. Oh no! You know what I mean? Like I think this is. I, I'm still be... not holding this out to where this like maybe Tampa Bay when all said and done here is just like you know what? Don't even come back. Just we'll go somewhere else next year. Now we saw something happen with Greg Hardy. Now Greg Hardy is fighting in like UFC. Yes, uh, but that was it. It was. Very documented, very present. He still like denies it and says, you know, according to the courts, I'm innocent. Mm-hmm. Um, but Jameis is a quarterback, and we see how the NFL treats quarterbacks differently. There's a lot of hypotheticals here, yeah. but I don't know how you can get behind somebody like him. I think it's extremely hard. I'd have a hard time. I'd have a hard time if I was in the NFL locker room or anything being in there with Jameis Winston. I was going to say, if he's on your team. Looking at the same way. Yeah, he'd be a guy that I would probably steer clear of. I really would. Just like, hey, hey, Jameis. That's it. That's all he's getting from me. Like I can't. I and can't. What if be- he came over and addressed it? Well, if you he came over and addressed it. it, and he had something that where I was like, "Ooh, I haven't heard that part of the story, or that makes sense." You know me; I'm an open-minded guy. Yes. I'm not going to just sit here and just go, "Oh, well, no, I heard it this way." You're an asshole. Yeah, certainly. But again, this is like be gone beyond like where there's smoke, there's fire. It's like where there's fire, there's fire. Like mm. this is what it is. That's where we're at right now with this certain subject. And yeah, I'm disappointed. And actually, out of all the times, again, like I'll reiterate, out of all the times we've seen the NFL be too harsh with suspensions, I think this is one case where I'd go six games might have been appropriate. Mm. And he's getting three. And I, I it, yeah, I'm, bo- I'm really bothered by it because I, I was a Jameis Winston fan and I am no longer. Uh, random fan question, John Cularo. Sims, would you rather have a tall and lanky corner like Xavier Rhodes or a short and muscular corner like Darrell Rivas? Yeah, that's a that's a really good one. Those are great questions, and that's a that's a it's a tough thing to answer completely. I think if you ask me at the end of the day, I would rather go with the Darrell Rivas type. Yeah, really, I would. Um, I always thought length was was you can't length teach is, it. Length is great, yes, but Xavier Rhodes has trouble with certain type of receivers, or Richard Sherman. We've seen that trouble with it because their change of direction skills are usually not that good because of the length and the 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 gawkiness per se as compared to an Antonio Brown or an Odell Beckham Jr. who they're having to cover. So Xavier Rhodes, awesome. Um, but I think like guys like Darrell Revis, where he's special too, is his strength is up there with Xavier Rhodes. That's how special he was at the line of scrimmage. And then the change of direction and speed in his prime were every bit as good or better than Xavier Rhodes. So, yeah, it's a, that's a great question. Like the Jalen Ramseys of the world. Jalen Ramseys is like an Xavier Rhodes, but he's better at the change of direction stuff. Where to, we'll see how that plays out. Maybe he could be a guy that can challenge a Darrell Revis to where I go, oh, okay, maybe he's the type of mold. Sure. Um, but no, Darrell Revis, again, second greatest corner I've seen in my lifetime. 
It was interesting because I saw Jalen Ramsey on NFL Network talking about how he defends different wide receivers. Yeah. He said Hopkins, he knows that Hopkins wants to bully people, yes. so he wants to punch him too, right. create two to three seconds, and then you ain't going to outrun me. Right. Antonio Brown, he says that he has to be completely square. Right. Antonio could go either way, but he's going to try and be over Antonio where he'd rather be under DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. But then when they brought up Keenan Allen, yeah. he was like, man, that guy's crazy. Yeah. He was like, Keenan Allen's trying to cross you up. Yeah. It's like playing a basketball player. And he kind of spoke, and I, it made me think, you know, we always talk, lately it's been about the big four, big five. Right. Antonio, Julio, Odell Beckham, DeAndre Hopkins, and I think we throw in A.J. Green, too. But I don't know if we've ever really given Keenan Allen the love that I feel like NFL players actually give him well, love. Well, he's like a, um, you know, he's like nuanced. That's what I would say Keenan Allen is. Keenan Allen's not scaring anybody with his athletic prowess, right? I mean, this is the same guy we saw in the quarter, the wide receiver competitions at the Pro Bowl who couldn't even finish the wide receiver drill and couldn't even jump over the bag. Remember? Oh, remember all that? Do you yeah, remember that? I yeah, do not. Yeah, oh, you, we talked about it. Stop killing brain cells. Um, but... Keenan Allen is like a mind. He screws with your mind with his route running. That's what he and does. And you can see that on film? You can see that because he can make the out route look like the out route and then come out the very next one and go, hey, this looks just like the out route. Bam, I've gone inside. And I think that's where he plays and with that's players. And that's what he means by crossing exactly, people up. Right. How do you do that? Well, it just he's, very, he's great at going, how do I make this route look the same? How can I make this route look like that route in my mind? He's going to play with those in practice. You also have to keep almost a running count of what you're doing to the DB during the game, too. Ooh, last time I broke outside, I went outside. Yep. You know, I've gone outside on this outside route like three times in a row. Now I'm going to make it look like that again because I think he's going to be ready for it this time and I'm going to go inside. If that's where like Jerry Rice was next level stuff because not only was the physical ability stuff, but he toyed with your mind in the route running department to where guys are they don't know any clues or context of what to look for with hips or feet right. to go, ooh, I have a feel when his hips get like this. He's going in or out. I wrote down Tory Holt. Yeah, is that a similar that guy? That is a very similar guy. He's more athletically gifted, but yes, a long, Tory Holt was. Yes, Tory yes. Holt was. But again, yes, it's that type of guy where they are always thinking about the routes they've run. Here's the play. What have I done to this guy already? Right. What did I watch all week on film? And what am I going to continue to do to mess with him? Because I can't just release outside and go, I can beat him because I'm so strong and fast every play. Another wide receiver that we never talk Emmanuel about. Emmanuel Sanders could be in that conversation, too. Except, again, I would say he has more athletic ability than a Keenan Allen, too. But the same kind of guy. What where about Golden Tate? Golden Tate would be similar as well, yes. Golden Tate is extremely quick. I do think he has elite quickness that gives him a little separation there as far. And he's tough as nails. But he is smart as hell. The other guy that I feel like his career is coming to an end, Mm -hmm. Larry Fitzgerald. Oh, that would be another guy. Why do we not, in all these conversations, like Larry in his prime Mm -hmm. was, in my mind, a top 10 wide receiver of all time. Yeah. In terms of his physical ability, his smarts, his discipline, his ability to get yak. Yeah. He was a leaper. Like people forget when Larry Fitzgerald first came into the league, it was if you throw it up, he's the only guy coming down with it. One of the greatest 50 50 ball guys ever. Then why are we never talking about him as one of the greatest ever? Uh, He never uh, comes up. No, you're right. Um, He's. Humble. And he played with some shit. Yes, he did. I think that's he part of the like reason, too. He had three years of Kurt Warner, and then who else? You're right. So that's part of the problem, 
it is Arizona. So he reminds me a lot of Hopkins so in terms of that, but it he is. was much better than Hopkins. I'd say he's more physically gifted than Hopkins. Um, he's humble. He doesn't try to put himself on a pedestal, so he's that guy that gets lost in the shuffle. He was a 100 reception he, guy. Yeah, I know he is, and he misses. He misses. I think the. This sexiness, big time play, and I and I would say I know, look at younger career. I know, no, but he had all the sexiness. I know, but it's think still... about the play against Green Bay in the playoffs. That overtime catch when he ran across the whole field and had six. Right. Like, he has great moments. He too. has some good moments. Super yes. Bowl Pittsburgh. Right. He had an incredible parting of the Red Sea. Yes. Stole that play from our Tennessee Titans. How we beat Pittsburgh in the regular season. That was our play. But when he was in. at Pittsburgh, he was like Calvin Johnson. He was very much Calvin Johnson. This. I just think that's the reason why he doesn't get the respect we think of him because we don't see those highlight plays throughout his career. Again, Lefko, you're totally right. He's top 10 he all-time. He is number three all-time all time in yards. And he's going to pass t- Randy this year, he's, right? He's 300, about 400 yards behind Terrell Owens in oh. terms of receiving yards. Okay, he's going to pass him this year. Yeah, and then in terms of receptions, um, he is number three, and Jason Witt was number four, and he's he's less than a hundred behind Tony Gonzalez for receptions. Mm. So he could finish at like two and and two right. for receptions and yards. And yeah. I never hear him being talked yeah, about. I think it's because of that though, because he's just not quite the freak athlete some of the other guys like Moss or To or OBJ or Julio are. He's a freak athlete. Don't get me wrong, but I'm not saying to their level to where. Like I, I think really the big thing is going to be what he did with the ball in his hands. I know what you're saying. He's had moments of that. But I don't think he's also the guy. When teams prepared for, for Larry Fitzgerald, he, just like all the big-time receivers, they had to do something and have a plan for him. So don't get me wrong there. Yeah. But what they were planned for and worried about with him, they weren't worried about him catching five-yard slants and running for 80-yard touchdowns. That wasn't his game. And I think that's probably why he doesn't quite get that commercial appeal as the other guys. I think the big thing is his freaking quarterback. Well, and that too. And Arizona. There's no doubt. No doubt. I mean, it's, it's all over the place. See, and that's why, for me, Larry Fitzgerald's a great case is why I can't get upset at Odell. For the people that go out and make a name for themselves, mm-hmm. in the end, the squeaky wheel gets the grease. That's right. And and for someone like Larry Fitzgerald, who we want to say his numbers will stand the test of time and they will speak for it, apparently not. You know, that's why you need to sometimes boast a little bit. Yeah. You need to toot your own horn. I don't think it'll matter. He's going to be a first bio Hall of Famer. Yes. Uh, because of his stats and because of how well he's respected, he will be like the anti-TL. Where they're mm. going to be like, oh, you're in. We don't even have to vote. You are got it. Uh, you see Daniil Hunter got a contract? No, I did not. So my guy that I picked to be Defensive Player of the Year last year didn't get there. <laughs> he got a he got a paycheck. Yeah. Five years, $70 million, 40 in guaranteed with a $15 million signing bonus. Okay, so you got a three-year three three $40 million contract. It's not bad. It's not bad. That's right. For a guy that, that I don't think has hit his ceiling yet. Definitely and not. And I'm hoping— I called him the ballerina coming out of college, remember? And I'm hoping—of course I remember. Okay. And I'm hoping Sheldon Richardson— How that? I remember. Oh, I think Sheldon Richardson, I hope, opens up more for Daniel Daniel Hunter. I think that's their plan, is that they're hoping I that— I might pick him for Defensive Player of the well, Year. Well, I hear you. I mean, they they need somebody— Sheldon Richardson, where he's going to help out the Minnesota Vikings is the fact that you do have to think about him and Linville Joseph on the inside now. 
while. And there's going to be certain teams that are going to go, damn, we might have to, you know, we got a bad guard over here. We might have to double one of these yes. guys. And it's going to lead more one on one matches. Right, right. So that, that is where that comes into play. Again, my big question will be like we've always talked about with them. It's they've signed one player on offense and one guy on defense, really, and depth is the issue with that football Always team, been the right, issue. especially on defense. Um, I don't know if you guys saw this thing too. It's uh, man, it's a little crazy what's going on with. It can't be Janoris Jenkins because he's been down in Florida for a while. His brother is now a suspect, but I saw that. But I'm I, ju- I'm just no. curious, football perspective. Uh, let's say he he's not a part of this at all. Is this time of the year where it's like three weeks off? Is this a good time for it to happen because you can like deal with it because it's at your house and all that? Or is it like this was my one time to be off and now there's this crazy thing that happened at my house? Yeah, I get you. It's better to be dealing with it now. I mean, even though it's he's he's saying like what you're saying where he's going like, damn, I got to deal with this. Um, But uh, it would be more of an annoyance if it happened in August when he was at training camp, something like that. The Giants would be more pissed off if it happened during that time as well. So, yeah, I mean, do we know for sure he was in Florida at this time yet? We don't know anything, We are so shallow in terms of details, but I do not think you can skim over the fact that a body was found at a premier NFL player's home. No. That in itself makes it newsworthy. Yes. Where we're going to blame, I'm I'm not ready. I don't even know any of the evidence. They just said that they have a, a possible suspect. Fairlawn, New Jersey. Let's, I mean, I what kind of neighborhood is that? It's a nice, like, working man's middle, middle, upper class type of town. I mean, uh, good, good rec sports. They're one of my rivals playing, yeah. you know, little league sports going up. It's got a little everything, few cultures here and there. Of course, you stay there. He can have a nice house, and he's not far from Giant Stadium in the to facility. To me, it's just so. one of the super whoa, whoa, holy whoa, crap, holy season. crap is right. It's like. This is an interesting story, and hey. it's going to be something that we watch develop, but I have no idea what the hell happened. It's, there were two bodies found yesterday. One was there, and then one, there was like a, an, a stadium where they found a, a contractor, oh, yeah, like a walk-in freezer. Oh, yeah, I, Braves. I heard about that. It was at Turner Field, I guess. Um, Man, bodies just popping up. It's. I just think, again, it. I don't even know how to say it. It just... Some of the guys in the NFL and their where they come from and their upbringing. That was the other thing I thought. And all of that stuff. It just how many people are living at that house? That's what I mean. It just it's it's I don't think always like comprehensible in everybody's brains to realize how some of these guys have grown up, what they're responsible for, how many people they have hanging around them, all of those things. How many whatever. people are supporting. Family members. Right. Like my dad was just talking about, like he tried to give a nice answer there. Like dad bought a lot of crap for his Kentucky family. Okay. I mean, that's just the way it goes, right? Yes. Yeah, so that's how it is. Um, so yeah, there's just so many things that come to play. And I know I've said it a million times that whether I played or worked for the New England Patriots after I played... The stories I was consistently told throughout my career or after my career about how some guys were raised or things they had to go through at an early life is truly phenomenal. And it's amazing they sometimes even made it to where they were, where I'm like, gosh, how did he overcome all that? Um, and I am interested to see how this plays out. It's going to be wild. Yeah. It's in New York, too. Yeah, it's this New is York. A, it's and not it's one of the best players. He's one of the highest paid players on the football team. So. Yeah, I mean, it's a big year. I mean, yes. Janoris needs to show up because we to. don't know about Eli Apple. Um, I want to say one thing before we start wrapping up. 
Uh, it came out recently. Lamar Jackson was asked, you know, which teams actually asked you to want to play wide mm-hmm. receivers? And he said it was actually the Chargers, which goes back to we always knew the Chargers were looking at a quarterback, and they were probably just asking that question. The Ravens didn't ask the question, but then put him at wide receiver anyway, so it's okay. <laughs> but he said in his answer that's the reason he didn't run the 40, is he didn't want people to connect the dots that he was a wide receiver. And I want to say this. Damn it. It is upsetting to me that we will never officially know Lamar Jackson's 40 time. It's upsetting. It is. Because for me, like, I went back and I went, oh, Larry Fitzgerald ran a 4-4-8. We were looking earlier at, like, David Johnson. Oh, he ran a 4-4, whatever. And uh, D- Dominique Rogers cromartie ran a 4-2-8, 4-2-9. The fact that I'm never going to know what Lamar Jackson ran in the 40, feels criminal. It feels like there was an amazing movie that a few people got to watch, and I'll never know how it ends. And it's like I would love for Lamar Jackson. Now that Lamar's on a team, Ravens, can we just run the 40? Set up a combine. Yeah, just set up a little timer. (laughs) little laser. It's only going to make your fan base go, whoa, big offseason. No one's now wondering about the switch to wide receiver. You've impressed everybody at camp. Can we please let them run the 40? Give us Lamar's 40. Show us his birth certificate. I know what you mean. What about his emails? I need Lamar's 40. It's just, it's out there. It's still attainable. I still think that NFL players should run the 40 before every season. Just to compare how they were since the combine. Yes. It's like Like, a checkup with the doctor. Yes. I don't think that Eli is running the same 40 that he did back then. Maybe Tom Brady would like to improve upon his 40. Yeah, he probably could improve on it. That's what I'm saying. I I would like updates. I'd like to weigh these guys before every season. I'd like to check their height. Well, the weight you're getting is legit. I can promise you that. I thought they still use the combine weight for a guy that's been in the league for eight years. They will like at the start of training camp, but once you get to like... Like, you know, those things that we see in NFL GSIS? Yeah. That will have some legitimate weights because it's going to be on those little depth charts. Yeah, the depth charts. Yeah, but I just, I need, to me, that's one of the things that will go down in NFL lore that we never got to see is Lamar Jackson's. How fast do you think he would run it? I think he's like. Don't say it yet. You think of a number, you think of a number, you think of a number. People out there, think of a number. What would Lamar Jackson get in the 40? Give me a second. I got mine. It's based in absolutely nothing, but yeah. I got it. I'm going to say 429. Okay. What was yours? I was going to go 444. Four, four. Wow. I went 431. Yeah. I mean, uh, so, I was right. So Thanks this is where. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm with you where I would, I, I drive me crazy. Yeah, I, I am. I'm going to put him What in do that. you guys think? What would Lamar Jackson run? The what 40? would he have run? This is where, okay, so like, I'm with you. I want to see him run. He should have done it. I wish he would have done it just to get some positive propaganda out there pre draft, like we always said. Still went first round. The other, yeah, he still went first to round. A really good The other thing I would say is just really who gives a damn? I do. I know you do, apparently, but I'm just telling you. You're like, telling me that I shouldn't give I, a damn about one of the best athletes to ever come into our sport. Because it doesn't matter. And we have one unit of measurement that, even though it does not matter, it's still incredible to watch John Brown run a 4 2 4. I get it's that. It's still incredible to watch Chris Johnson John run a 4 2 9. John Brown ran a 4 2 4, and when he gets on the field, he's slower than 4 4 4 Odell Beckham Jr. I do every not week. care. So Lamar Jackson is someone that has blessed us on the field successfully. Successfully and athletically. Yeah. 
and I just want to see it happen. I get it, but I don't. You know, I'm telling you from the players' podcast point of view. Lamar Jackson, screw Lefko. You don't have to run the 40. I'm... It's too late. He's in the NFL. And when nobody can catch him, we're just going to go, damn, he's four fast. Damn, who gives a damn? It doesn't matter. Like, Michael Vick ran a 4-3-3. According to some random so, thing. Right, 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 whatever it is. It doesn't matter. That's a good one. So the... if Mike Vick was 4-3-3... You yeah, Lamar still I don't know. It doesn't matter because it I've does. seen Michael Vick in person, and I saw other guys on the field that clocked faster than Michael Vick. And when I they ran on the football field, I'm just telling you they weren't as fast as Michael Vick. So I don't. The forty is just a little bit of a clue I'm, context. It's not an end all be all. I am going to contact some of my Louisville pay- people, Please do. and I'm going to see if he ever ran the forty. Oh, I guarantee in he Louisville, did. he definitely did. Yeah, college, and I, they do. I need to know those times. Yeah. Because I feel I feel jobbed. I, I think you're, you're going to see your four two. If anybody out there knows, three numbers. Let us know. Correction. Uh, all right. So next week we are still going to do two podcasts. Yep. One on Monday. One on Wednesday. Wednesday is July fourth. A uh, little early thing for you right now. We are going to be doing another Sims and Lefko fan question uh, seg- uh, show. Mailbag. Mailbag. Uh, next Wednesday. You guys killed it so much so that uh, Mr. SVP came up to us and said, "Well, the fans actually had really good questions." You overflowed, Fendrick. Fendrick will put out another request. Yeah. Ask any questions you yeah, want. Let's get the question. Questions be weirder next time. There's a yeah, lot of pers- football questions last time. Let's questions. Get, yep. Have questions. Maybe we'll get Big Phil on for the mag- mailbag. Would you want that? I don't of know. Of course. If he's down. So, yeah. So, if you want to throw uh, questions out to the big fucker, let's do that. But, like, I know, like, Rod Simba hit me up later. It's like, I, I didn't realize the, me asking your middle names would lead to porn names. Yes. That's where that's it gets That's where we want to go. Yeah. So, you David guys. Stonewall is clamoring for more. I would also like questions. I would also like self scouting. If you think that we need to fix stuff, do stuff. We're down for that. That gets dangerous. We're in the whoa, big off season, and uh, we're building right now. So it's a lot of fun. So thank you to Ice Cube. Uh, You were the man. We will indeed stay up. Thank you for signing that. That was completely impromptu. Thank you to Big Phil Sims, Big Fucker, always bringing it in. (laughs) Uh, And if I do get to go to his house soon, I'm going to use the Sims and Lefko Instagram account and do like a little showcase. Uh, It'd be amazing. You'll be there soon. Cribs with Big Phil. Kyrie Irving said Harden is people's MVP. LeBron is the NBA's MVP. Interesting. Sorry. Football podcast just ended on that note. Kyrie Irving. Yes. Interesting. Just saw it. Sorry. Uh, All right. Cool. For Sims. Peace out, homies. For Fendrick. Good evening, everybody. (laughs) And for the LEF. KO. That drove him crazy that I did that. What? (laughs) That I brought up basketball. (laughs) I don't care. All right. (laughs) For the LEFKOE. Man. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Uh, love you guys. Have a great weekend. We'll be back on Monday. Hit us up uh, anywhere. DMs, iTunes. Get your questions in for Wednesday's July 4th show. We'll holler at you. Peace.